ಓಂ ಸ್ಥಾಪಕಾಯ ಚರ್ವಧರ್ಮಸ್ವರೂಪಿಣೆ ಅವತಾರವರಿಷ್ಠಾಯ ರಾಮಕೃಷ್ಣಯತೇ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಜನನೀಂ ಶಾರದಂ ದೇವೀಂ ರಾಮಕೃಷ್ಣ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಪರಪದ್ಮೇತೋಸ್ತ್ರೀ ವ್ರಣಮಿ ಮುಹುರ್ಮುಹು ಓಂ ಮಂಗಳಂ ಗುರುದೇವಾಯ ದೇವ್ಯೇ ಮತ್ರಿಕ್ಷ ಮಂಗಳಂ ಮಂಗಳಂ ಭಕ್ತೃಂದೇವ್ಯೋ ಸರ್ವೋಕಾಯ ಮಂಗಳಂ ಓಂ ಸರಾಶೀವ ಸಮಾರಂಭಂ ಶಂಕರಚಾರ್ಯ ಮಧ್ಯಮಂ ಅಶ್ಮರಚಾರ ಪ್ರಾಯಂಥಂ ವಂದೇ ಗುರು ಪರಂ ಪರಂ ಗುರುಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಗುರು ವಿಷ್ಣು ಗುರುರೇವ ಮಹೇಶ್ವರ ಗುರುರೇವ ಪರಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಂದಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುವೀರ ಮಹ ಜಯ ಮಾ ಸೊ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಲಾಂಗ್ ಬ್ರೇಕ್ ಪಿಕಿಂಗ್ ಅಪ್ ಸತ್ಸಂಗ್ಸ್ ಟುಡೇ ಇಸ್ ಟುಡೇ ಇಸ್ ಚತುರ್ಥಿ Chaturthi, the fourth day of Devi Navaratri. And uh, uh, in many years ago, we started reading our readings from the Chandi. Sit here and read, and we would read over the ten days or nine days. We'd separate the Chandi in a traditional way of separating it, and read it and give description. And we'd have a fire ceremony and then a big reading, a big arati and bhajans, and it was becoming a little bit... It was uh, popular, right? And we were getting into big trouble with the neighbors, right? Uh, uh, we were not popular amongst our neighbors at that time. And uh, uh, we were losing them a little bit. And, you know, it's like if we sometimes think that if, you, you know, if your neighbors have a party, you know, so it's okay, it's a little bit bothersome, they're being loud, a little late, but it's all right, we can tolerate, right? But if every Saturday they have a party, it gets, gets bothersome. But, then, but, but if you have, they have a party for 10 days, You begin to lose, you lose the hearts and minds, <laughs> the battle for the hearts and minds of the neighbors. So we had to dramatically uh, stop those, those. But it's important to read the Chandi. It's part of the, part of the, uh, the tradition of the, uh, of the uh, during Devi Navaratri to read the Chandi, Devi Mahatmyam. So last year, uh, two Saturdays came during, it goes, uh, during Navaratri there was two Saturdays. So we said, okay, we'll, we'll just read the Chandi. a general discussion and so we spoke we read and spoke about um uh mahishasura which is the most popular form of uh, of a uh, popular story of uh, durga killing the demon mahishasura and then we read uh the killing of raktabija and chandamun uh, raktabija uh, um chandamunda and shumba nishumba that main story But, and so I was thinking in this time, so what did we leave out? We forgot the first story. Because there are three main stories in the, in the Chandi. Are you reading the Chandi every, every day? Part of it? Or? Okay, it's part of also an unique way to do it. So the first story, the first story is, this, uh, uh, is the uh, killing of Madhu, Madhu Kaitava. Madhu Kaitava. And so there's a, there's, a, um, there's a frame story for, for the entire Chandi. And the Chandi, of course... very popular it's a seven verse seven hundred verse hymn uh, uh, found in the Markandeya Purana and Markandeya Purana it's a Shakta text in general but it's not exactly it's not like a Shakta Purana it's not like a Tantric text or one of the Devi Puranas necessarily um, but in the middle somebody asked a question how Suvarni became Manu right the Manu of this age I'm not sure if we're still in the Suvarni age I think we are Um, it says that, oh, and then Suvarni became Manu. But then the question is, well, how did Suvarni become Manu? Right? How did some ancient king became, who, what was his previous story? How did he become Manu? And so to, to answer that story, how Suvarni became Manu, 
these this uh, story of a king and a, and, a, and, a, and a merchant and a sage is told and within that story the story of three major episodes the divine mother's avatar incarnation manifestation of divine mother Durga and Kali and you know and killing of these demons and after all that those original characters one of those original characters becomes gets a boon to become the future Manu he became a future Manu called Savarni exactly so each chapter of the of the Chandi ends with in the Markindeya Purana spoken when Savarni was Manu right so that's actually the question it's not about Kali it's not about Shakti it's not about Mahama it's about how Savarni became Manu because one of the topics carried uh, covered in a Purana is the lineages of kings Manus and kings and like that's one of the six topics or eight topics that are to make a Purana the, the, the lineages of Manus is one of those topics right? but so it's so it, they're not elaborately told they're just told the by the way in order to explain how Savarni becomes Manu right but people notice it's like that's a very nice telling it's like a brushstroke telling these are all complicated stories it pulled and pulled from many many uh, traditional sources a story uh, it's a, a, a summary of so much tradition and, and people begin to realize the story is very nicely told although not elaborate but very tightly told and they also notice that there seems to be some shakti some special power in this telling and they began to notice also by people began to recite it as the story goes people began to recite it and began to notice that the recitation had certain power and generally we believe if you recite the scriptures it's auspicious reciting names and messages of god but they're not they're not exactly mantras they're slokas they're verses right they don't have they don't have mantric power you know it's like like mantra has to be initiated into you have to ch- chant them in a particular format being clean and with with right reason uh, um uh, with right intention but the the puranas are meant for everyone you don't have to be initiated to chant the pr- to read or recite or or just or hear the puranas Unlike like Vedic mantras or Tantric mantras, but they began to but people began as people began to recite it, they're like, oh, these are re- these are real powerful. And if you hear, I mean, we we been, we play recordings of the Chandi every morning. You like, it's like even listening, even even recording seems to have a special potency, power, unlike other texts. And so it was also found that the recitation of the Chandi began, people began to get power. And has has a and people without any restriction. You get something powerful without any restriction. No waiting period. To <laughs> you, can, you can you can buy the chandi without a three day waiting period. No psychological background check, right? Uh, and so, the result of which is people sometimes. I we've personally seen people do a lot of recitation of the chandi. They can go a little bit even off balance, right? There's too much power for sometimes like this. It seems. And who knows what their intention is, whether or not it's an auspicious intention. Um, uh, uh. And so the sages, uh, Vashishta, Vishwamitra, Brahma, Vashishta, and Vishwamitra. Lord Brahma, sage Vashishta, Vishwamitra, they gave a curse right, uh, to the Chandi. That without initiation into the Chandi, into the Navarana Mantra, this nine-lettered mantra for Durga, the real Shakti of the Chandi will be locked. Right, there's a kilakam, a pin, a lock that's like that, and so there is part of the rest. The, it, when when you do a recitation, like a uh, a ritual recitation to Chandi, one of the hymns is called the removal of the of the curse of Brahma, Vishishta Vishwamitra. It even says Brahma Vishishta Vishwamitra, Shapta something. I forget. It's not in my head right now. Uh, uh, to praying that he would please allow us the power of the Chandi. We're doing this with proper attitude, in the proper mode. 
so anyways it's very interesting so but so some of these stories that are told in the chandi that the back the, the, the that are told in a very tight form so beautifully they're told very elaborately in other texts right and uh, uh, and the for our one of our favorite devi texts is called the shrimad devi bhagavatam 18000 verses like the shrimad bhagavatam it's a very wonderful extremely complex thick complicated text uh, 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 and so almost all the stories that are found in the Chandi are told more elaborate than the Devi Bhagavatam. So when I when I read the verses from the from the Chandi and I tell the story, they'll I usually inf- they're informed by the larger like the, the larger source st- stories. Uh, so let's see. What, so the, this in the Devi in the uh, in the ch- in the Chandi it starts saying that at one point one somebody became Savarni became Manu. The question. How did Sivarni become Manu? Uh, uh, so then it tells a story. Once upon a time, a long time ago, right? Uh, there was a. I'm not going to read those verses. I'm going to tell you mostly from memory. So if I get it wrong, please forgive. Some little details. There was a, a, a king who um, uh, went out, uh, who lost his kingdom, right? He was betrayed by his family. Uh, um, no, he was taken over by other other kings, right? Other another while he was out. Uh, on exposition, maybe hunting or something. His, uh, uh, he, uh, he, no, no, I, I'm sorry. He, he, he was, he had, he, f- he, he fought a battle with a, a neighboring village, a neighboring kingdom, but whose strength was less than his, whose army was smaller than his, right? So he was defeated by a weaker, smaller army, right? So not only is it a defeat, I mean, but it's a humiliating defeat. Right, it's not just a regular defeat, right? Bewildering defeat, right? You, uh, kings practice for uh, um, uh, such battles, right? It's very horrible, and so he was allowed to stay in the kingdom, but not as a king, right? You know, the the uh, made and humiliating. When you keep the king in your kingdom after you've defeated him, it's meant for humiliation, right? And uh, uh, so, feeling very much bewildered by this and upset by this, he went on the pretense of hunting. He left left kind of like I need to get away and clear my head right? this is horrible I'm trying to understand why is it but he also began to notice that although he's he his still he's concerned you know it's like what's happening what's happening with his elephant is the money that he worked so hard uh, in the tre- in the, the in the treasury of the kingdom worked so hard to collect are are the new kids a new uh, uh, king and queen spending it properly even though he's already been kicked out Right, he's still thinking. He's, he's still attached to the, the thing, so he so he went to the forest, and there he meets a uh, a um, merchant, uh, and 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 actually the names of these of these characters are sometimes we we sometimes are conscious because we give we we come from a tradition of the characters in the story are very sim- are we taken very symbolically, Jaiman and we take them very symbolically. But I think we're justified in taking them symbolically because even the names are like clear symbolic meaning. So the king is named Surata, right? And the, this merchant that he meets in the forest is named Samadhi. So you imagine this, this must have some meaning. And so he, Samadhi, he asks, you know, you're sitting there, they begin to make friendship in the forest, you meet another stranger in the forest. And Samadhi says that, well, I was, my problem is um, uh, my family has kicked me out. Right, I love them so much. I spend my whole life serving them, and they've betrayed me, and they've kicked me out. Right? He says, "Oh, that's very, very sad." He said, "But, 
the problem is it's bad enough but still I'm cons I'm so attached to them I'm thinking about them are they happy have they been fed right you know and he says that the very people who they've thrown me out they have no love for me and they've thrown me out they've betrayed me yet my mind still shows attachment for them why is that and the king's saying I'm thinking the same thing right I'm why am I I'm attached to my kingdom has been lost right and I was in a humili I lost in a humiliating way and still I'm thinking about it Right, so begin. They were wondering what, why, why is this? So this is a very big question. Uh, the um, uh, uh, this is actually aspects of our of, of, of the core spiritual struggle. Strug core spiritual struggle. We uh, the king who loses every who 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 is defeated by an inferior small army. Right, and Swami Vivekananda and some, uh, talks about this. We actually we're actually very we are um we have tremendous strength we have infinite power and strength right we're children you know Putra, children of immortality we're children of god right we're heirs to divine throne we have so much right and we're kicked off our throne for from something that's weaker than us smaller than us right so in the story th those things they're told just to illustrate what happened to them to the king and the, and, 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 and the merchant the stories are told of what happened to the gods in ancient ancient times how they're all how Indra was also kicked off the throne by some little demon or some how Brahma was attacked by some some uh, 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 insect that came out of somebody's ear you know it's like these are very small things right but the fact is you know they're off the throne so what's so he's embarrassed he's humiliated right and so we can sometimes feel this way right the thing that throws us off our divine throne something small like it could be i mean the the classic list lust anger greed jealousy pride envy right uh, agitation judgment we can go through the, everybody have their own list there's a classical list but we can all make our own list of of uh, 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 small insignificant things that takes that thrones throws us off our throne Right. So this is and so and so Surata. Surata's name means good cart, good vehicle. Rat, like Rathayatra, and the same word is there. Right. And so we we we. It's his. He has been interpreted to be Surata means good conduct or dharma. Right. And Samadhi. He his problem very similar uh, is that he's attached to very things that cause us problems. These are our two problems. One is that we're we're uh, we're we're knocked off our sovereignty right uh, our divine sovereignty from some low insignificant thing that see if if a, if, if a very powerful army kicks us off our throne then it, we can then we we could be a little proud of that of course they're more powerful that's why that's why i lost right but when you're like well, so why did you lose laundry oh because some small little thing came you know but whether you're telling the story of the movie the king the mouse oh, the you were telling the this morning the mouth that roared, right? Of a, of a little tiny country, the United States, hoping they'd lose, but then one, you know, it was interesting, you know, it's like a small thing wins, you know. So it's embarrassing, and, and, and the, 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 that's one problem. The second problem, or another, another source of our spiritual problem, is that we're attached to very things that cause us suffering. The very things that, 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 uh, that, uh, uh, you say, that's a big thing. We are attached to the, th to be attached to things that bring us happiness, that's one thing. That we can understand, that makes sense. Just like losing to big, to p more powerful armies makes sense, right? But to be attached to things that only cause us, that don't love us and only cause us suffering, right? So what is the cause of both of these things? This is a question, right? So they were in the forest and they, and they w visited the, 
ashram, uh, the forest retreat, of a sage named Medas. Right? Uh, uh, and Medas' name also has some significance. Medas means um, uh, uh, like spiritual intelligence, subtle intelligence, refined intelligence. Uh, Medas is a name for goddess Saraswati. The, the, she has a shuktam called Medas shuktam. Right? It's a, a, one of the shuktam that are chanted during Abhishekam. It's a classical, popular hymn. Uh, and we've mentioned before that uh, it's said in the in, in the Shastra that uh, the Gayatri Mantra is actually a prayer to or for Medas. And we pray to the sun, we pray to the goddess, we pray to the that, but for refined intelligence, right? Uh, we want we want to illuminate um, our intelligence, right? Our divine intelligence, not just our intellectual cap- capabilities, but our subtle intelligence. The type of intelligence allows us to understand scriptures or spiritual things. And actually, the scriptures, and, and it, they're not just philosophical, they're really hard, actually. They're subtle, right? You know, it's like, you know, you can read a novel, you can read a Harry Potter novel, and, you know, a couple, you know, a couple weekends, have fun, there's a nice magical thinking like this. But to read just two, three verses of the Gita, very hard. Not hard to read, but very hard to understand. It's subtle. Even if you can, even if you have a philosophical brain, you can be intelligent and still not get it. You have to have subtle intelligence, and you have to have us. Right, and so the going to the sage Medas has been interpreted. When we come to the, these two main struggles of losing our sovereignty to to a weaker force, or becoming attached to the very things that bring us suffering, two aspects of the same dilemma. Uh, externally, we can actually go to an ashram. People come here, and Swamiji, please, that you know, they, you you go to a to a to a, a sadhu, sage, guru, priest like that, hopefully for some advice. But this is taken as a very symbolic thing, as an internal, an internal practice, so internal process, where you, when you have to, you have to approach your inner intelligence, right? When you have a bit, when you have a struggle, these type of questions, we have the answer to these questions, right? But we, we don't, we're, our mind's not subtle. If we ask the subtle question, we can tune ourselves. We'll get often the answer. You know, if you're like, why am I, ta- you know, why am I attached to things that bring me suffering? Well, you can ask me, right, right. But also, if you ask yourself, you can probably figure out why you're attached to things that bring you suffering, right. The answer is there, right. But we're not, we're not habituated to ask, and we don't want to know the answer usually. <laughs> right. uh, so, so they approach this sage Medus and ask him this very question. Uh, so I mentioned uh, Surata's name is uh, means good karat or good uh, good conduct or dharma, and samadhi is we know the word is like a meditative spiritual absorption, an internal unitive experience. Um, and so in the past, we've described it that these medas and um, uh, surata and samadhi are the external and internal goals of religion. Right? One is the external manifestation as dharma. The other is the internal culmination in the form of ecstatic, unitive experience. And, uh, um, so you pr- they approach Medus and they ask him, you know, the king, I think the king's the one, if I remember properly, the king's the one who speaks for both of them. He says, uh, oh, sage, right, this, um, uh, uh, I'm attached, I'm worried, I'm, atta- uh, 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 I'm, we're both attached to very things that bring us suffering. Why is that? Uh, and he says, oh, that's simple. That's a nipple question. So if you ask me, why are we attached to the very thing that bring us suffering? Why did we lose our sovereignty to low, insignificant forces? He says, oh, it's Mahamaya. Thank you very much. Take some prashad. <laughs> See you next. You know, <laughs> Check our website for more information. <laughs> check the gift shop. <laughs> we have some nice books and CDs. <laughs> like that, you know, it is that, that's the answer. It's Mahamaya. 
right? So that's a good answer. Right? And he says, well, excuse me, <laughs> sir, <laughs> what is this Maha- What is Mahamaya? Exactly, the, 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 the verses, the, 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 the three stories that are told are to illustrate what Mahamaya is. But they match Medus and uh, Surata and Samadhi's dilemma. Because just now the story is about, like, if I, could, if I don't want to tell you directly, like, the reason you're suffering is because you're, you know, I can sit there and, and give you, you know, it'd be embarrassing and you won't want to hear it. But I can tell you, well, I'll tell you a, a story. There's once a man looked just like you. <laughs> we had the same job as you. <laughs> and same thing happened to him. Let me tell you what, let me tell you. That. So that's a similar way they told about this ancient story about, about, about the gods and the demons. Fight between the gods and the demons. But the, one of the great lines he tells, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I don't have it in front of me, so I, I may not know it by memory. But he says that um, the cause of, it's ma- what is Mahamaya? He says that Mahamaya, uh, she's the one, they use this term she, right? So I already have, it. it's a feminine uh, principle. She's the one that, that throws everyone into delusion. Not just you, oh, oh king and oh, uh, oh uh, uh, merchant. Right, shows everyone, and everyone. He says, even the minds of great rishis. Right. So this is, uh, and it's now in the minds of great rishis. The first story says, even, even um, uh, she, even. There's one of the lines. It says, even put into nidra, into sleep, the great god Vishnu, who is God Himself, nothing higher than Vishnu. Right. There's nothing higher than Vishnu. Yet somebody put him to sleep. So in other words, there's something even higher than Vishnu, not in the sectarian way that you, you know, right? But this is something, right? So it's higher than it's definitely higher than 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 sage uh, than than uh, merchants, kings, and sages. Even Vishnu is put to sleep by her, right? So so and and then he does a very great line. He says, when she's she's the one that throws everyone into a delusion and illusion, and if when perpetuated, she's the one who can freeze wakes us up from our delusion. Right, she's the one who causes the whole world. She's the one who re- your suffering is caused by her, and if you remember her, you, your suffering can be ended. So these are this line. I wish I would have. It would have been a good line to. to I don't have it. I uh, didn't. I uh, didn't uh, uh, print it. Uh, uh, maybe it's even here. But um, uh, it says your problem is because you forgot her. Right, and when you remember her immediately, your problems will come to an end. That's a theme, right? So that's a very simple thing. Is that we remember what Navaratri? What are we doing? We're rem- we're spending nine days, right? Hopefully, our entire life, nine days, represent the entire life thinking about the Divine Mother, remembering her, right? Uh, Sri Ramakrishna uh, has many times he said that, that this Mahamaya, and of course, Mahamaya is not only the Divine Mother. Mahamaya is the world thing. Her shakti that caused, caused our illusion, right? Says, and we can try sometimes as yogis and Vedantists and and sadhaks we're gonna reject and fight Maya, or we're declaring wholesale battle against Maya, right? We're gonna wake up from delusion. We're gonna you know we're gonna smash her, cut her to pieces. We'll know the truth with the with the with the shining sword of Vivaka and discrimination and wisdom. We shall we shall. There's a danger in that. Right, because she's the one holding the sword. Is she's the one holding the sword? <laughs> We're not going to, you know. And in all the stories you've ever read in any scripture about fighting the divine mother, right? She always wins, right? No, there's never a story where somebody fought the divine mother and won, right? Even if it's the divine mother as ignorance, 
right? Whether as ignorance or as knowledge. She's avijama, Thakur said is, she's avijamaya and vijamaya shakti. Right? She, she's the one that gives, the, put, causes delusion and one who wakes up with delusion. We offer. Oh, maybe you have it there. <laughs> what, what do you have? Maybe it's there. Maybe I may, I may have. Careful with. It's a good verse. I'm getting off topic, but it's all right. Were he speaking? Yeah. Before, yeah. Yeah, it's here. God has given us the verses. We should read. I read the translation. This my translation, or yes. it's my translation. So that's good. I don't even have my own translation anymore. <laughs> so the king asks the sage, "Because you are united with Supreme Lord, I wish to ask you a question. Be pleased to reply. My mind is uncontrolled and afflicted with sorrow. Although I have lost my kingdom, I am still attached to the paraphernalia of the kingdom. Although I understand this, I still feel the pain, like one who is ignorant." O oh, great sage, why is this? And forsaken by his own people, this merchant has been cast out by his children, wife, and servants. But he still feels the greatest affection for them. Thus both of us are feeling great pain, knowing full well the defects of the object of our attachment. Still our minds are drawn to affection. So sometimes just knowing that what we're attached to is, is not perfect, right? It's not enough to give it up. That's a problem. What is it, O oh great soul, which causes this ignorance, even when we have this understanding? Both I and he are fools without any capacity for discrimination. The sage said, uh, skip me a little bit. Humans, beings, are attached to their children out of experience. Humans are hurled into the whirlpool of attachment and the pit of delusion through the power of Maha Maya, the great delusion, who is the cause of this world. Marvel not at this. She even put into Yoga Nidra. There's another, the sleep of uh, the Yoga of Sleep. Uh, uh, the Lord of the Universe, Vishnu. Maha Maya deludes the entire universe. She, the goddess Bhagavati, forcibly draws the minds of even the wise and throws them into delusion. And it is she who, when pleased, gives the boon a final liberation. She is the giver of wisdom, liberation, and eternal existence. She is the cause of our bondage to the world of birth and death and the controller over all that is. That's, that's the, 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 the statement. She, she is the one who causes our delusion and she is the one that, when perpetuated, we remember it causes our liberation so i'm saying we can't fight so people we try to fight maya uh, mahamaya trying to fight maya sri ramakrishna says not possible so she said mahamaya must be i mean the translation we have perpetuated perpetuated you haven't gotten to that line yet i don't think right how it's uh Thakur, the word takwa used but she must be instead of fight being fought she needs to be worshipped right and then and and so sri ramakrishna demonstrated we have some classic we can have the Lord's prayer that, that that Jesus gave, right? We also have Sri Ramakrishna's prayer, right? And 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 in different versions of that prayer, he'll say things like, uh, "Do not, O Lord Ma, give, let us remember Thee, let us uh, uh, have pure love for Thee, for Thy lotus feet, um, and, um, and let us never be deluded by Thy world bewitching Maya, right? This world which is only You, Your manifestations. Let us in seeing this world, let us not forget You." 
who are this world. Let us remember you, right? The problem is that it's all her. She did everything and she is everything. But she's, she's everything in a way where you don't see her. All right, this is the trick. <laughs> Right, because we see we have a world of multiplicity. We miss the one, even if everything's made of one. When you see everything, you don't see the one. It's a very simple uh, principle, right? So, see, this seeing the, the her glorious manifestation, we forget her. That's a big trick, right? And and as a result, she. But it's not it's it's not necessarily our fault. She says she forcibly draws the minds of even sages, right? She wants it this way. <laughs> This is the world of, 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 of duality and multiplicity. This is the way it is. Even Vishnu is put into sleep. And that's maybe the first story we'll read or discuss. Uh, but Sri Ramakrishna said by, by, by worshipping her, then she withdraws her avijamaya, right? Her power of ignorance, uh, 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 her um, covering quality. And she gives, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, her revealing vijamaya. Uh, so M I often quote this but in, in we have a, a series of books called Srimad Darshan it's a book of um, M who's a, the author the compiler of the, of the Katamrita the Gospel of Ramakrishna he, somebody wrote what he said right and so it's interesting to hear from a different perspective not just the printed the way it's come down to us right and he's talk he's constantly well that's why Thakur said and Thakur prayed and we get to hear in his language right and his we we always think on do not delude me by my worldly witching maya right M says that when he's talking to just his friends right he says don't let me forget you that's that's a prayer of, of that's really Thakur's prayer right let me always love you purely and may me never forget even well, this is all you. I don't want to be lost in this. Let me remember you, right? So this is this is ultimately the the his, the problem is Mahamaya. This is how to get out of Mahamaya to remember her, right? And then he tells some stories, right? And so I'm going to jump into the first story. The first uh, uh, and I'll, I'll something from the from the Devi Bhagavatam also. Uh, it says that in the beginning, before at the end of the la previous. Uh, not just a long time ago. This is a, this is a really long time ago. This is the before there was a creation, after the last destruction, right, and before the, the present creation. There's an interim, in, interim, in, interim, interim. What he said. There's an interim, uh, uh, and this is described in 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 the uh, in symbolic mythological languages as there's an infinite ocean of milk. Right, Kshira uh, Sagara, uh, right, also called Karana Sagara, it's also called the Ocean of Cause, or sometime in some translation, the Causal Ocean. It's a, it means an ocean of causation, of, of, of causal potential, right? And so he, um, uh, uh, within that ocean of causation, there's Lord Vishnu, we've seen the image of, of, of Narayan Vishnu. Sleep, uh, sleeping in Yoga Nidra on the uh, Ananta Shesha, the thousand-headed uh, uh, serpent. Right. And so he's that we know, and then we many you probably know the story. Eventually, from his navel will come a lotus, right? And Brahma will be on that lotus, and then he'll create. Based you know, as many versions of that story we know. So to give a little bit of of a theological philosophical uh, symbolism of this. Um, that ocean of causation is the ocean of, 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 of potentiality, cosmic potentiality. Vishnu, the name Vishnu comes from 
a similar root, root from ex that all pervading or all expanding. So it means it usually refers to consciousness. So Vishnu is that all pervading consciousness, right? That's at at present it's asleep, not awake, right? He's asleep. He's been put to sleep. That's the thing by by the Devi called Yoga Nidra, and he's sleeping on the on the serpent. So this is obviously a some we don't have to jump too much. How far back the symbol of whether or not that that by the time that this text was composed, whether it was fully understood, whether it was connected to Kundalini or not, I'm not historically uh, uh, accurate, uh, distinct enough. But it's taken to be like in this, uh, she's uh, on the on on the coils of Kundalini, which is we in our own body we also have consciousness asleep, right in the coils of Kundalini, right. And so, how to wake that up? So, in in the story, so Brahma comes out uh, of, of Vishnu's navel, Padmasambhava, and in, in, in um, a lotus opens, and Brahma comes out. And the stories, he looks around, he sees, what does he see? Nothing, because there ain't anything, right? This is before time and space, right? <laughs> nothing yet happened, right? Nothing exists yet. This is uh, before the and, and and a little more modern than before the Big Bang. Right, so what happened before the Big Bang? Time and space start the Big Bang, so it's before nothing happened before because there's no time yet, right? So you can't think of it this way. It's be, it's it's before, it's not before, it's not prior. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know the, the language falls apart there, right? Before time and space, if that makes sense. Uh, um, so he opens his eyes and sees nothing, right? And so in 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 the in the Srimad Bhagavatam it says that he not knowing what to do, seeing anything, he closes his eyes and meditates. Symbolically going back through that cord that he's on, right? Back to Vishnu's navel. And there he hears tapa, right? Do austerity. So he plunges into meditation. And from there he hears, to the story go, he hears Om. From Om he hears, expands the Gayatri Mantra, which gives him Medas, the subtle intelligence to understand what to do, right? And that expands into the Vedas, and from the Vedic knowledge, then he create. He can he then create the world that we live in now. This is the way the story goes. That's a common version of the story. In the Devi Bhavatam, it's told slightly different. In there with this, so there he sees. So in that interim, out of his, out of Vishnu's ears, uh, um, come two demons. Right. So this is like a very interesting source of demons. Right. You know, uh, one of one. It's I forget which ear is which. The Devi Bhavatam mentions, but I don't remember. Um, it says one a little bit of honey came out of one ear and became the demon Madhu, right? Which means honey, right? And from the ear wax, the dirt, kind of waxy buildup of the other ear, another insect, like like a worm or insect, came out of that uh, that, uh, and he became the demon Kaitava. Right, and so we have to stop and think what this. The general in the past, I've given these are the results. You know, when you when you're sleeping, you still your body's still discharging discharging gook, right? That's why the first thing in the morning you wake up, you take a shower, even if you haven't you haven't worked, you're not so you know. But still, so this is the the um, the residue the uh, of, of of a sleeping consciousness, right? So you can think about it, these are low things that come from when we're not awake. These are the things that come up. That's a simple way. Of, that's how we've usually interpreted. We can go a little bit into some of the into the, the names of the stories. This Madhu and Kaitaba. Kaitaba is because in the previous creation, right? This whole world that that the pre in the previous creation before it was destroyed and mopped up in the Mahapralaya, right? So many people speaking nonsense things, 
criticizing, speaking foul things, fault-finding things, nasty things, right? Uh, 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 violent words, violent actions, violent speech, right? That, that vibration is still there, uh, but no longer manifested. Right, you can. We hear. You see, we've heard all the nasty things anybody's ever said to you or, or to about you or about somebody else. Right, even if you don't think about it, it forms. It's still in our consciousness. Maybe not not consciously in our consciousness, but it's in our consciousness. So it says, "Madhu uh, Kaitaba is this is nasty residue of 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 all the, of the previous creation." Right, and what's Madhu? Madhu, the other side of that nastiness is. Why, why do we find fault? Why do we criticize? Why do we go to war? Why do we, all these episodes? Because we want to be comfortable and happy and have everybody praise us and like us and be popular and have lots of likes on our, face, on our, on our, on our Facebook page and every, you know, everything should be, you know, it's like we want comfort, we want, we want uh, glory, we want pleasure, we want fame, ashwarya, right? Bhogashwarya, the Gita says. We want enjoyment and glory, right? Name and fame, right? Another way of saying it, right? So that is madhu, right? This is the, the residue of that from the previous creation is the honey that came out of the air, right? But both of them actually are demons, right? These are, but once again, the, in the story of, of, of the king, he says, I've been, I've been defeated by an insignificant army, right? So these two demons are going to create quite a bit of a problem, right? In, 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 a, few, in a few seconds, they're nothing, Right, there, there's a little drop of honey and a little bit of earwax. This is, <laughs> this is what it was, but they can become a lot. Right, one of the problems is that they're all there's not much in the world yet. There's Vishnu who's asleep, mm-hmm. right? There's Brahma who's looking at darkness, right? And now you have two powerful things that there's not much, there's not we can be distracted. We have we live in a world of Madhu and Kaitaba all the time, right? Both, uh, both internally and externally, right? that are causing all kinds of things on, on behind the scenes, but we don't notice them. And we can be distracted or we can have other things to think about. We don't have to only think about But there's nothing else to think about. Right? So for Brahma, this became a very big problem. So they, they, they come out and, and they, they see, oh, wow, we exist. We have forms, right? Uh, elemental forms. What should we do? Right? But there's nothing to do. There's no, there's no thing. Right? There's nobody. But there is something. Because before creation... And Brahma's already there, so Brahma is the creative urge. His Shakti is Saraswati, right? And so Gada Saraswati is the form of Devi that pervades this Charita of the of the of the of the, of the Chandi. The story is 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 presided over over Saraswati. There's a reason because she's of creative vibration. She's at first from her already the the few little bit of manifestation of Vishnu, Brahma. Now Madhu and Kaitaba and eventually all of us, right? This whole world name form will come by her vibration. She's Vageshwari, the goddess of vibration. So she's the only thing that she her consciousness pervades, right? And her and so she responds to so they they don't know what to do. So they they, they pray, what do we do? What do we do? And but they begin to notice there's somebody here, right? And that somebody that Saraswati's presence is there. They still feel her. And they ask, Wherever you are, what should we do? Give us something to do. He says, well, you know, it's like we, uh, uh, in the olden day people did tapasya. That's, that's, uh, that even Brahma's doing tapasya, right? So tapasya is the thing. So what should we meditate upon? But only, it's only her, there's only sound is her sound. Aim, 
they call the Vak Bij. The, uh, so they begin to meditate upon this Bij mantra of uh, Saraswati Bija, right? And meditating, meditating, and again she appears in, a, in, in. Now they have her name, a form. Her form also appears. And she says, "I'm very pleased with your tapasya. It's very easy not to be distracted when there's nothing else existing, <laughs> right? For us, it's a little harder." <laughs> <laughs> to have such one-pointed meditation but um, uh, uh, what do we do ask a boon so the first thing we, once we learn from all the stories what's the only boon demons ask for yeah, maybe maybe immortal right they always same question right and the answer is always anything that's born has to die and you die it's, it's not a, it's not a thing like the like the son of a barren woman or you know it's, like, it's not a thing to to, to have right so they so then we always then we always think okay since I'm since I, I want to be immortal but I can't be immortal so I have I'll figure out a way where where you know uh, I I still will become immortal somehow and so the way they choose at that time is like we can all, let us give us the boon that we can only die when we decide right this uh, I can choose the moments of my death and since nobody will ever consciously choose to die they figured we're good right and so okay tadastu she they earned it right. Right. And so that now they have power. So of course, if you're the only ones existing and you know, be, and not being able to be killed is not an impressive thing, unless you fight, right? That that like that those are fighting. That's a, that's a boon for a warrior, right? Maybe I not be killed by anybody. May my own, but like this. Uh, so they look around. Where, where do we go? But there's only a vast ocean of, of of water, and then they see Vishnu. Ah, we can fight him, but he's hey you sleeping there in the water get up fight us and he's asleep he can't fight it and they pull him in the story goes they, they yank a little bit on his on the on the on the on the on the cord right he doesn't wake up right but it's like the cord they look at this at another end of this cord they look up and there's brahma meditating trying to trying to reveal the vedas right trying to meditate upon the vedas or vishnu and he says ah you up there you sitting on that lotus right that's a very nice lotus I want that lotus. We should sit on that lotus. Give us that lotus now. Surrender. Right? It says, or fight. This is the thing. These are, you know, it's like, we can see now, this is similar things are being done <laughs> on the political stage now. You know? <laughs> right? But it started even before there were distinct countries. People are ready. You get off that lotus. Give us that lotus or, or fight. Right? You know, either give it willingly or be prepared to fight and die. Yeah, they know they're not like this, and so uh, he doesn't know what to do. He's not Brahma is not a fighter. It's not his nature, right? And so they attack him, and so he begins to run. But there's nowhere to run because there's no time and space that much yet, right? So, but there's still Vishnu. So he also yanks on you down there. You know, whoever you are. Apparently, I'm. You're my father. You come from. You come from me. I come from you, and he doesn't wake up. So he because even Vishnu. That's the point. Even Vishnu is asleep. Right, because of Mahamaya, so he realized, oh, Mahamaya, right, uh, in his own way, you understand, and so then he prays, right, to the him, Brahmastuti uh, they call it, or the Devi Rakti Stutam or something, Stotram or something, maybe it's here, the name, Om, called the Rati Suktam, the the Tantric hymn of night. Right. And why is it called the hymn of night? Because there is no day. The sun and moon have not been born yet. There's only darkness, right? Um, and so he realized, I have to... So praying to Vishnu, usually we pray to Vishnu, and Vishnu helps us. But Vishnu is asleep. 
So in this particular case, you can't pray. Praying to Vishnu, I'm not telling people not to pray to Vishnu. You should definitely pray to Vishnu. He'll help you. That's his job, right? <laughs> he'll send all kinds of He'll come in avatars. He'll send. There's all you know, right? But in this case, even Vishnu couldn't help, right? So who put Vishnu into sleep, right? Who? Why is Vishnu in? Can't say in Maya. He's not in Maya, but he's in Maya and in, in, in symbolic, right? So I better pray to her. Right. In this particular case, better we pray to her, right? And so uh, he he does his prayer t with the intention to wake Vishnu up, right? Because he is not a fighter. These two demons have taken or are attacking him, right? Uh, uh, he doesn't know what to do. And Vishnu, the only person he can pray to is Vishnu, and Vishnu is asleep. So I'm going to pray to the she to wake up Vishnu, and then Vishnu can can kill Madhu and Kaitaba. This is the idea, right? Om Namah Chandikaye. Twam swaha, twam swaha, twam hi, vashat kara, swaratmika, shudha twam akshare nityam, tridha matratmika sitaha, arda matra sita nityam, yanucharya visheshita, visheshata, twam eva sa twamisa, twam sa vitri, twam deva janani para. So, his first prayer is very interesting. It's it's twum. So who are you? Who is he praying to? You are who? You are swaha. You are twum swadha. You are swadha. These are, uh, of course, we know we go swaha, right? Or swadha for the ancestors, swaha for the for the devas, right? It says later in the Chandi by the mantra swaha, all the gods are fed and satisfied. And both the mantra Swadha, all the ancestors are satisfied and fed. Right? So they're powerful mantras. But these are forms of the Devi. They're also the wives of Agni. Right? They're, then we go we go quite into them. But but by saying you are Swaha, you are Swadha means you are mantra. Right? Remember, the only form of the of the goddess that exists that can be contacted at this point is Saraswati through her Bij Mantra. This is before anything else existed. There's only the potential vibration, uh, uh, or we call sound, right? Shabda. So you are you are the mantra. You are the you are the the, the mantra itself. You are swaha. You are swadha. And then should twam shudha, twam hi vashatkara swaratmika. You are shudha twam akshara nitya. You are the embodiment of pure sound. You are the eternal essence of all letters. Akshare nityam, shudhatam akshare nityam, trida matratmika sita, and you are the embodiment, the atma of the three. We're talking in sounds so of the three, letters, three syllables, right? And what are those three syllables? So we have to think of swaha, swadha, and all sounds. This is the mantra om, or a u m. You are the three, you are the three sounds. Arda matra sita nityam, and you are that 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 um, uh, uh, half syllable you are that arda matra you are that that uh, half sound that's beyond that's nityam that's eternal you are a u m and you are the sound that's beyond these three sounds so already this first mantra gives a lot of details right uh, meditation on om this is that 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 half sound beyond that's the eternal and timeless and uh, uh, that is when you draw the Om, this is the Chandra and the Bindu. That dot is that half sound. This is where the sound 
or uh, the sound of Om disappears into into subtle, subtle form. Sri Ramakrishna described it like like if you hit a gong, the gong sound of where is it go to? At what point does it disappear? That point can never be exactly known. It's it infinitely gets more and more refined. You are that, and this um, Trump's uh. uh and you are not only you are that, and you are its special, specialized, trained, subtle, difficult way of meditation on it. Right? Its pronunciation is not easy. Everyone go Om. That's okay. That's good. Right? But how to pronounce the the un what we call the anahata, the unstruck sound, the sound beyond sound, from which sound comes from? That is not. You are you are the three. You are its special science secret of pronunciation or manifestation you are swaha you are swadha you are the embodiment of pure sound you are the eternal essence of all letters and syllables and the embodiment of the three letters you are the half letter beyond its special mode of pronunciation you are sandhya you are savitri this is connecting it to gayatri mantra you are the goddess beyond all born beings deva janani para beyond that which is born means beyond time this universe is sustained by you. The perceivable world is created by you. And you protect what you create, O Goddess. You are the goal of all. Vishvito sitarupa tvam sristi rupa chapalane tatha samritti rupande jagato swa jaganmaya. As a creator, you are the creator, but you also, uh, sorry, as a creator, you exist in the form of the creation. That's a very interesting. Uh, you are the creator, and you exist in the form of creation. So, in the Bhagavatam, the story is uh, example of same with Brahma. In that story of Brahma coming out of the navel, right? So he goes, where, where, where did this lotus come from, right? Every lotus has a seed. I should find the seed. That must be God, right? So he follows the the the, the thing back, and there's no seed, right? Because for, while it's true that every plant comes from a seed, where is the seed of the plant once the plant's there? It, the seed disappears into the plant, becomes the plant. Right? You are the source of creation and you've become the creation. Right? So that the problem is that, well, show me, show me the uncaused cause. You just, that, no, the, the, the manifest universe is itself the cause man, uh, transmutated. Right? So this is a very interesting line. You are the destruction at the time of dissolution, O bewitcher of the world. You are the one who throws the whole world into illusion. Maha Vidya, this, I like, this is a very important line. Maha Vidya, you are the great knowledge. Right? Maha Maya, you are the great illusion. Maha Meda, you are that Medas, that subtle uh, intelligence. Maha Spriti, you are the great remembrance. Right? Maha Moha, you're the great uh, 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 Moha is is, is uh, de, hmm? illusion, delusion, infatuation, like that, confusion, right? Chabhavati, O Bhavati, O Goddess, Maha Devi, you are the great O great Goddess, Maha Suri, Maha Asuri, right? You are the great Goddess, and you are the great demoness. Right, this is a very interesting. You know, you are everything. You are you are you are the full gamut, right? Right. So, back to Medus's original point. You for, we've, we've, 
remembering, forgetting her has caused our problem. Remembering her ends our suffering. This is remembering her. You are, you are, you are the, you are remembrance, and you are also forgetful. You are also our forgetfulness. If you can see her, in, even as the cause of the thing that causes us to forget her, then you remember her. <laughs> it's a very tricky thing, but it's very important. Pakritis cham chasaravasya gunatraya bibhavini kalaratri maharatri moharatris chadharuna. Your nature, your pakriti, you are the three gunas that constitute nature, right? Gunatraya bibhavini. You are the dark night, Kalaratri Maharatri. You are the dark night, the great night, and the night of ignorance. Right? Because this is, of course, we usually don't pray, oh, goddess of ignorance. But in this particular case, she's yoga nila. She put even Vishnu to sleep. We have to see her for what it is. And when you see her for what it is, she changes. Avijja becomes, Avijamaya becomes Vijamaya. When you see her and you worship her and honor her, her nature changes. You are, uh, uh, Ah. You are prosperity, you are the controller, you are humility, intelligence, and the goal of knowledge. You are modesty, increase, contentment, peace, and forgiveness. These are the seeds later we'll hear. These are the same epithets. Will be. He's beginning to remember but the gods forget this later and they remember again and she again appears we have to remember she's all these things Kadgani Shalini Gora Gadhini Chakrini Tata Shakkini Chapini Bana Basun Busundi Pari Ghayudha you hold now it's her weapons you hold sword pike club this you hold conch bow and other weapons as well presenting a frightening form Somya Somya Tarashesha Somya Bhya you are mild and gentle and your attractiveness and beauty are unlimited you are supreme 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 that's one way you can say but also saying you are you are supreme you are great you are more than that and you are transcendental there's other way that para there's a way of describing para you are indeed Paramishri, supreme goddess Right. Thought, perception, whatever exists, either real or unreal, all is perceived by your power. How can the, how then can I praise you? Yaya Twaya Jagatstrastaha Jagat Prayati yojagat sopinidravasam nitaha kastvam strotam ahishwaraha. He, pointing down to Vishnu, the supreme god, right? Vishnu, the cause of creation, preservation, and destruction, has been plunged into slumber by you. Even he has been put to sleep. Even he is in ignorance, temporarily only, right? Then what can I say? What, what can we say to praise such a person who puts even God to sleep? Right? Vishnu Sharira Granena Ahamisha Ishana Evacha Kari Taste Yatos Tastvam Kastrotam Shakti Mambavit. You have caused Vishnu, Shiva, and myself, Brahma, 
to where you've caused us, the reason we have bodies because of you you've given us our form then how what can we say to praise you satvam ithan prabhavai svai udharir devi samstita moha yaito dura darshva asuro madukeitaba now we get to the point having been extolled along with all your glories o goddess Please subdue the mighty demon, demonic forces, Madhu and Kaitaba, by your power. Pradhanam cha jagatswami niyatam achutolagu bodhyas cha kriyata masya hantum eto mahasuro. Please awaken the master of the world. Please wake up Vishnu that he may conquer these great demons. So in the story, in the Devi Bhagavatam, the story is nicely told. Um, so Vishnu begins, she, by her grace, prayed to, she removes Avijamaya, and thus revealing Vijamaya, or in the story, withdraws herself as Yoganidra, and Vishnu begins to wake up, untimely. It is not really his time to wake up, but he wakes up. And he wakes up, and what does he see? He, well, he sees Brahma way up high on his lotus, freaked out, Right, praying like that, and he's kind of pointing. They're down there, you know. And then he sees Madhu and Kaitaba, right? And Madhu and Kaitaba immediately scream, "Ah, good! Now we have that that weakling didn't want to fight, right? We already told me surrender, but he's all he's doing is mumbling stuff. But now we have a good. You have weapons. You like a good a good. They want to fight, right? And so they begin a great battle, and very elaborately told. The Chandi it's told. In the Bhagavatam it's also told very elaborately. A very great battle. And it lasts thousands of years, tens of thousands. Because there's no time yet, but tens of thousands of years, right? Uh, 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 there's we won't. It's, it's not a sci- It's not. It's not a sci- It's not an astrolo- uh, uh, A cosmological text. <laughs> so we don't, won't hold it against. Uh, uh, uh. And so Vishnu started thinking, "I'm God, and they're insects that came out of drop of honey and whack and earwax. How have they been able to win, right? How they not? How can I not kill them?" Right, and then and he began to think. But he, he it says he looks up, and he sees way above Goddess Saraswati, Bageshwari. Uh, I bet you, that when I was asleep, they did tapasya, perpetuated Saraswati, got a boon that they, they wouldn't be able to be killed. <laughs> that everybody comes to society. <laughs> that must be what happened, right? So he, he, uh, he, he, uh, he, in the middle of the battle, he he prays to Ma. He says, Ma. How do I solve this? And she, through intuition, because the battle's going on, he says, "Don't worry. I bewilder everyone. They got a boon by me, but they'll also uh, meet. I will bewilder them, and, and they will also be defeated. Right? Think carefully. Right? Because by brute force, he will lose. Vishnu can't win. They have a boon. He can't. They can't be killed unless they choose. Right? So you can't use your muscle. You need to use use your brain." Right, that's what basically what she says, and so he thinks what to do. Okay, so then he says, "Excuse me, you guys are very powerful, right? Madhu and Kaitu, but very powerful humans. Let's take a little bit of a rest. Yes, yes, we should take a rest, right? I don't mind a rest." So then they start discussing. He says, and then Vishnu says, realizing he has to apply to he has to um, apply to their ego, appeal to their ego, and that's where Mahamaya's power is greatest, right? Uh, and she says, please, uh, uh, I'm very pleased. You guys are very good uh, warriors. Ask a boon of me. I shall give you a boon. 
Oh, they're very insulted. Who are you to give us a boon? We're the powerful. We're, if anybody's going to go, we're the ones going to give a boon. Right? We're the givers, not you. Right? You know, they're, they're the type of ego. That's the... They should have just immediately been die. And, 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 but the ego didn't allow them to ask the right boon. Right? And, uh, uh, and so he said, no, you give us a boon. I mean, no, no, you ask a boon of us. And so he, and so he goes, okay, oh, very good. If, if you insist for the good of the world, let, uh, let me kill you. Right, it's like oh, we were we were we were uh, we were tricked, right? Definitely tricked. Daima, daima. Uh, 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 so they make you think what to do, right? Uh, he says, "Oh, well, okay, you know, no, we gave you that boon. You chose that boons, but you also offered us a boon, right? So let uh, we're 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 turning our boon also right now. So what is uh, so, okay? What do you want? Says well." They looked around, there's nothing. There's no land, there's only water everywhere, right? The causal ocean, right? He said, well, kill us in that spot where there's no water. It's like that's, they're trying desperately to get out of dying, right? And so Vishnu goes, okay, no, no, you've, you've fought, but you've, I've given you, you've given me my boon, I'll give you your boon, right? So he looks around, and he also thinks there's no, there's no place. He says, actually, here, you know, the water is like waist deep. And he says, and counts, it's like this, my lap is, is, dry so let me kill you here right so then they have to accept like this and so he kills Madhu and Kaitaba on the lap of Vishnu Vishnu kills them right but also shows one of the things is that we have to fight in the symbol of Sada the yogis have interpreted this episode in many ways the we have to we have to pray to wake up and we, it's not like oh Devi you later you oh Devi come and kill the demons in this story is De, oh Devi wake up my awareness and consciousness so that I can fight I can do I can do the right fight but in the end it's still an act of grace right still Mahamaya had to bewilder them and Vishnu had to pray to her right for help right there's there's a, a few important points anything okay so moving. So this is a very so this is the first of the three episodes, right? Uh, uh, that that uh, made us. The second one is very well known of Raktabija, um, Mahishasuda, right? And so this is a very powerful. We have to five minutes or less. A very powerful uh, situation. It says that uh, in the Devi Bhagavatam mentions that they very low, very low class demon. In their previous life, they're um, Ramba and Karamba, these two brother demons. They did some tapasya to get some power. There's a launch. I don't have time to tell the story. I told it last year more elaborately. But they got a special boon, and, and, and as a result of which, Mahi, uh, Mahisha was born. He's he's a very low class. He's like he's a buffalo, right? He takes his favorite form of the buffalo. His father uh, married a buffalo and had a buffalo child. So this is not he, whatever he represents. It can't be very refined. Right, usually like like lust and animal gross animalistic type of type of thing, but the result of which Mahisha sits on Indra's throne, he wins. Right, that's a, a, again the same situation to to uh, um, Surata. He he lost you know some low thing. It's, it's a very embarrassing situation when Indra, the king of the god, loses his sovereignty for some low thing, and so we usually we know the story of how uh, the the divine mother was in a certain sense created. We can think by the day they go to Brahma. Brahma goes to Vishnu. Vishnu goes to Shiva, or something like this. And and then and then the different gods, the Shakti of Brahma flashes from his forehead. 
the anger of Vishnu comes, the anger of, 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 of Varuna, all the gods go to create this Mahadevi. So this is usually, we say, where did Durga come from? Right? Where this is also our worship of Durga. This is the most common story because of the Chandi. How the gods created her. Of course, the gods didn't create her. Right? She is a Shakti of all the gods. Right? Right? Uh, they got their Shakti from her, but they manifested, or th their own Shakti manifested, and the goddess... <coughs> Uh, was born. We know that story. But I was thinking I, in literally seven minutes or less, or we'll see if I can do it, uh, uh, I wanted to tell another story of, uh, of the, the source of Durga. Because every year we've told this source of uh, how Durga came. In the Devi Bhavatam there's another story. And how do we get the name Durga? Right? Durga, has, Durga actually is not a very nice... Durga means suffering or difficult. Right, uh, Durga, you, uh, Dukkha comes from it. You know the same word, right? So something that's that's difficult and and complicated and 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 painful. That's called Durga, right? So why is why do we call her? Why do we call the Divine Mother Durga, right? Well, there was a demon who was difficult, painful, and suffering, and his name was Durgama, right? Mentioned in the and mentioned in the Bhagavatam, right? And he. How do you know every demon in the story wants to win the gods, right? Or defeat the gods, and he began to think, you know, the gods get their power from yagya, right? And mantras. People chanting the rishis are chanting mantras, and people are doing pujas and yantras and mantras and like that. So that's where they're getting their power. If I can stop all mantras, then the, uh, then uh, then I'll, I'll have power. I can defeat the gods. So how do I do that? Well, he says, well. Like every Nasutas Napasya. I forget he does a fierce, terrible tapasya for thousands of years, trying to invoke Lord Brahma to bully a boon out of him. And Brahma comes, what do you want? Well, first thing he said, well, let's give me immortality. Always the same question. I can't, you know, I can't immortality. Even I'm not immortal. Same story. You know, I said, okay, in that case, give me the Vedas. You have the Vedas. You and you're, and you're, the Vedas exist in your mouth. Give me the Vedas. Right? Similar thing with Hayagriva, the same thing, right? And so he says, okay, Tadastu, here, have the Vedas. So now the Vedas are no longer with Brahma, right? Right. They're now with, with uh, Durgama, who goes, runs off with them, hides them someplace, you know? Um, so then what happens? Well, people, no, people aren't chanting mantras anymore. The Brahmins have forgotten their recitation. Nobody's chanting Gayatri. Nobody's doing Yagyas. They try to do, but we forgot the mantras. We kind of know. We're praying, Ma, please help us, God. But there's no mantra power behind it. So what happens slowly, the gods, there's nobody doing yagya, and the story, the tradition of the devas, the devas can't, can't uh, feed themselves. They give, us, they give us their blessings through the form of rain and, 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 and fertility like that, but we have to feed them. They can, we can't feed ourselves. They, we can't, they give us our natural abundance through rain and the like, and we give them, we feed them through, uh, through yagya. Nobody's doing yagya, so slowly the gods are getting weaker and weaker and weaker, right? Dharma is disappearing. Nobody's people have forgotten the Vedic, the, the, the Vedas. The gods have lost their strengths. What happens? It stops raining, right? It stops raining. The rivers dry up. The lakes dry up. The ponds dry up. The fields begin to dry up. There's no more. The grass is along the field. I mean, the cows begin to die. I mean, there's no more milk because there's no milk. You can't make ghee. You can't make ghee. There's no yagya. You know, it's like you can see the whole thing just begins to unravel. And everyone's starving. The gods are hiding in the, in, in the caves, right? Uh, uh, the, gated, the, the Brahmins have, are embarrassed that they forgot, they forgot the mantras. 
uh, and every and and the world is suffering, right? So then a few of the gods go secretly. Uh, they always do high into the Himalayas and begin to do some tapasya, uh, auspicious tapasya, not to get infinite control, but to invoke the divine mother to help them, right? And so the divine mother appeared in a very beautiful form. Hmm. Actually, Brahma went. Lord Brahma himself went to the Himalayas because it's, he, it's his boon that caused all this problem. Brahma is always, in all the stories, Brahma gives a fierce boon to some horrible demon. I mean, all the problems happen. So he go, he goes to the Himalayas. I remember it, and and does tapasya to invoke Adya Shakti, the primordial power, right? Uh, uh, and to ask her to restore the Ved, the Vedas, right? So Maheshwari, the Divine Mother, appears in a glorious form. Right, it's described there as she's the color of um of like an infinite blue, uh, um, uh, a dark blue, kind of like we think of like like Shama, this type of. Uh, but the color is described specifically as the color of the infinite expanse. So it's a very poetically right, and she says she's she's glorious like thousands of suns, right? And she's and she says she has a she has a hundred eyes. Right, so that's an interesting form. She has a hundred eyes, and she she's hold she has four arms, and the four arms, um, her right hand she has uh, uh, some arrows and a lotus, and her left hand she holds a, a bow and vegetables, right, and because she has um, uh, uh, four arm four a uh, hundred eyes, her name is uh, Satakshi. One who has a hundred, who sees the world through a hundred eyes, right? And so she, Brahma says, "Look what's happened. The Vedas have been stolen, right? Or not stolen. He gave them in the form of a boon, right? They've been they've been purchased at a fair rate, and now the whole world. Look at the, all your children are suffering. Everyone's starving. The cows are dying. The fields are dry. The rivers are dry. It's like this is the most." opposite of, of Ma's nature. She's the flowing rivers. She's blooming uh, grass fields and banana plants. These are all the symbols. Her whole her symbols are prosperity and fertility and life, right? So seeing this, she begins to cry, right? And, but, but she cries with a hundred eyes, right? So this is a, and so each eye is like a giant blue lotus. I forgot the little details, the beautiful poetic details. But and so her her tears from her under eyes begins to fill the rivers, the tanks, the lakes, and the ponds. That's a very nice image. And I was thinking, I should have. I was going to call Ram Priyadas today because he, he he has an interesting in Hawaii, a very important um, um, watershed um, uh, lake high in the mountains in Hawaii somewhere is dry was dry, and this is causing tremendous problems. I may get a few of the details wrong, but it's, but it's more or less the right story. And so one of the senior uh, uh, mothers, the, the elder holy ladies, had a dream where the, the, the goddess told that you, um, that the uh, they need to uh, fill them with their tears. So the old ladies, all the, 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 the senior ladies went up into the mountains and crying for the plight of the people. They began to uh, uh, cry in, uh, tears into the into the lake. And after some time, began to rain, and rivers began to, and actually, there's they are now full of water. I took a very interesting uh, scene, and uh, uh, and actually, when Ram Priyadas met, they they uh, they uh, gave him a uh, a uh, job, right? Because they knew he was going. They, she told that he told them that they, he was going to Kumamela, to the Allahabad, and so he says, okay, you take water from this from this lake, and you put it in the Sangam, 
and you collect water and when you come back you have to put it so the connecting these divine waters but so it's interesting that the, 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 this these rivers or this lake which is a major watershed for thousands of people and things like that of indigenous people in Hawaii was also filled with tears so with her hundred eyes she she fills the the uh, and slowly the the uh, uh, the earth became, uh, she began to give grains and from those vegetables she began to feed everybody with, she held, held vegetables. And, and slowly the world began to bloom again. The rivers began to flow, the grasses began to grow, cat, uh, cows began to graze, milk began to come to the other, you know, the, the whole system began to rectify. So, but Durgama was very, the demon Durgama, not Durgama, Durgama, <laughs> became very angry, right? And so he, he rushes towards her and rushes, sees her, you're the one that's done this to me, you know, it's like, and you're not getting the Vedas, you know, and he goes to attack her, right? And then from her body come thousands of Shaktis, right? But Durgama is also powerful by this point. He has, he's controlled the Vedas, right? And the darkness of the world because of it. So he successfully destroys Devi's army. Devi's armies destroy his army, and then he destroys Devi's army. That's the situation. Very interesting. We won't go into this, some symbolism in there too. But, and then he goes to a direct attack. And she has 15 arrows in her quiver. So she shoots a 15 arrow. I wrote down what the 15 arrows do. 14 arrows kill his horses, his chariots, his charioteer, his two eyes, his arms, and his flag. Right, all these, one after another, everything is, if you've seen like Devanki Dev Mahadev, you can visualize the, <laughs> the, 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 a good, the way these things would, would play out, right? And then the final, the 15th arrow, she shoots in his heart and kills him, thus releasing the Vedas. You know, then, of course, you imagine, you know, then the, 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 uh, the pujas are done, the mantras are chanted, the devas are fed, the devas are now sending rain you know she she fixed it in temporarily but then she restored the original divine ecology divine economy of the relationship between the the divine world and the earthly realm through that arrangement right and then she says and i, I translation i wrote down the devi says the vedas are part of my own body so con so cherish them well if you lose them great calamity will befall you as you have seen with your own eyes, right? You, in your own life, you've seen this, right? And so, there's, you know, you can we can also read into this or, or some historical things that you know. But the the Devi Bhagavatam uh, is a Shakta text for sure, with a strong tantric influence, right? But it's also always shows deference to the Vedas. It even says there's mantra when there's a contradiction between the Vedas and the tantras, you accept the Vedas. Right. Even the Tantric text and the Puranic text, it always accepts, it's from the school of thought that still always hold the Vedas as the, as the eternal source, right? So this can be also seen here at the Durga herself, which many see as a, as, a, as a deity independent of the Vedic tradition. She herself is saying, I am the Vedas, cherish the Vedas, this is how I'm worshipped, this is my form, right? So this is the school of thought that this text comes from, which is also our school of thought. It says, uh, I will... And, then, and from this day on, because I have killed the demon Durgama, I shall be called Durga. So we have actually three names. So we have this uh, uh, Satakshi and Shakambari. These two names come, the one with a hundred eyes and one who gives vegetables or uh, vegetation. right? And the name Durga. right? So it's a very... Uh, uh, 
us uh, not so well known. Maybe a few people know this story. Everybody knows the other story to do. I want to tell something we've never spoken. This is one hidden story of Durga Ma. And so today is the fourth day. We also, part of the worship of, of Navaratri, there's so many ways of, uh, uh, so many different ways of worshiping Ma during this time. Um, uh, in, in North India they do three days worship of Durga, three days worship of Lakshmi, three days worship of Saraswati. Um, we also worship uh, this called the Nava Durgas that are here. Uh, so we're on the fourth day, so you can see the fourth picture is garlanded. This is Kushmanda, Kushmanda uh, the fourth of the Nava Durgas. These are all, and, and the Nava Durgas are very, very deep. They, uh, they represent different stages of evolution, different chakras, different planets. There's, there's much detail to them, very deep. Uh, also, another way you can worship in through the nine, ten days of Dash Mahavijas, the different forms of Kali. There's so many uh, like this. And in the Bengali form, it, we, we worship we Durga Puja on the last four days from uh, uh, Shasti to Novmi. Uh, uh, so we'll, you'll see set in a few days. Monday, probably, she'll come. Mother Durga comes with her children. She has, in this story, she comes to visit her family. Right, uh, she's been off in the Himalayas with her with her kids and Lord Shiva, but she's been she's coming home for a few days for some some festivities, and she comes with her children are Lakshmi, Saraswati, Kartikeya, and Ganesha, right? And so we'll we'll honor her when she comes, and and with uh, you'll see a separate side shrine set up here very beautifully in the Bengali style in Durga Puja. Jai Ma, Jai Ma. Any questions or comments, or before we continue? Um, <coughs> we thank you for your kind attention and this is miraculously only six minutes late <laughs> this is the first time <laughs> I've, only, I've ever been only six minutes late for puja Jai Makali Jai Makali Takur